Warning, this podcast may change the way you think about business, entrepreneurship, and money forever. The Conquistador Podcast was created for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and leaders who want to conquer their future. 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 To be an epic entrepreneur, you must adopt the right mental paradigms as well as master the art of selling, marketing, and finance. Now, it's time to welcome two serial entrepreneurs, leaders, husbands, and fathers who are passionate about sharing the strategies that are helping them excel in life and in business. Here are Mauricio Garcia and Hubert Humphrey. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having an awesome week. My name is Mauricio Garcia, and it's always my pleasure to have the opportunity to begin this podcast that, as you know, if you've been following us, um, we have the privilege to always be able to do this with my mentor, my friend, my partner, Mr. Hubert Humphrey, to whom I salute today. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Good to be with you. Hope you're doing awesome. well. Uh, doing excellent over here. Thank you. Excited for our topic today. You know, I've always thought that... Um, or known that there's a difference between how billionaires think, how millionaires think, or how, I don't know if that's the right word, but a hundred thousand years or whatever think. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 um, it's, it's why the success cycle topic that we've got today will probably clarify a lot of that. Because, you know, when we talk about success cycles, and before we actually started the podcast, um, you were mentioning a few things that were even off the notes of the things that I wanted to cover, but you you were speaking about how this there was a a a, a Socrates, Plato, Aristotle uh, sort of um, teachings or, or 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 a cycle. I don't even know what the right words to to use here to to describe that as a being a cycle, as you know one. Uh, set of information passing on to a second generation or third generation that by the time it got to a fourth person, it exploded. It it, it actually uh, provoked the biggest uh, conquering of land and, and, and mines the world had ever seen. Right. And I think what you're referring to is I, I talked about uh, start is. Basically, back if you're studying the life of Alexander, you kind of learn all the things that, that created the mindset that caused him to go out and try to conquer the known world and pull that off and become known as Alexander the Great. But the, but but you but you look back, you go you you look back as to what what led up to that. It started with the with Socrates. Socrates way back was 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 uh, probably the the most wise man in the world. He probably had more wisdom than anybody else in the known world out there at that time. In fact, all the principles upon which the modern civilized democracies are built upon uh, come from the teachings of Socrates. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and he was teaching all that, and it was resisted by a lot of the people out there, but some of them started to catch it. And one of his, uh, one of his uh, students that really believed in him was, was Plato. And Plato took these, took these teachings of Socrates and he uh, chronicled them. He became a great writer, and he he had the writings of Plato, and he and he reduced them to writing where they could be passed on. And he continued to teach them. And one of his students that really followed his readings and teachings was a uh, was uh, Aristotle. And Aristotle 
believed in him so much he wanted to keep passing on this great knowledge to keep the great Greek uh, philosophies and dream alive. He formed academies. In fact, he's the, mm-hmm. he's he's the he, he created the, the first academy. So we owe the we we owe to uh, Aristotle where we got the title academy, and so with an academy. He's going to teach more people. He's got a school by which he's teaching these principles and all the great Greek traditions. And at the same time, uh, King Philip, Philip of Macedonia, who was who was trying to he's trying uh, to to get all the Greek city states together and had this goal of going out and conquering the the, the world and trying to get the Greek uh, power and image and prestige back. He didn't quite know how to put it off, but his son is. <laughs> His son, he was grooming him, and as a 14-year-old boy, he sends uh, he sends Alexander to one of Aristotle's academies. So, and he goes in and learns all these great Greek traditions and all the writings. And then he got to read the the, the Iliad and the Odyssey, and he got to study all these great, not only the great principles, but he mm-hmm. read about all these great heroes, you know, uh, uh, Ulysses and Achilles and all these other great. Greek heroes of the, of, that, that they wrote about, and he dreamed of one day being famous like them and doing noble things like they did, and sort of it inspired him. So the message there is if you can drive, if you can drive a leg four deep, if you can go from, from Socrates to Plato to, uh, to Aristotle, uh, you might find an Alexander and conquer the world. And I teach people in our business, when you recruit somebody, don't just, don't just think about the person you've recruited, Help them recruit people who recruit people who recruit people, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, you'll you you might reach that guy that could conquer the could conquer the business world. You never know. Somebody somebody recruited uh, some people who recruited some people who recruited some people, and most of my big superstars came because of going tap rooting several deep down like a like the Socrates, uh, Plato, Aristotle principle. So that's one way of looking at it. But another way of looking at it is that uh, is the way I look at it in, in my business here. I, I look. I, I, I go study. I go study big business people, and then I find out about what they studied. Then I find what they studied, and next thing you know, I've, I've got three or four levels of, uh, of, of that led to various people's successes, and I borrow that from them, and and it helps. It helps. It helps me become successful. I take ownership of it. I assimilate it into my business DNA, and I go forward. I I don't have I don't have many original thoughts at all. I used mm-hmm. to try to try to be creative, and it cost me too much money, so I quit. I I found that it's, it's, it's you paid a lot more to imitate than create in the business. Just make sure you're imitating the right things, and then that that builds up speed, and you can go forward here. So so Alexander was just imitating what had come on for generations before him. That, that was that principle that we were talking about. Very good. Well, that set the stage for what we're going to cover today because um, we're these podcasts are made to be able to help the driven, determined dreamer out there have a higher chance of excelling in whatever it is that they're doing. And uh, I have a list of things here. I'd like to go each, uh, you know, to cover each and every one of them by contrasting, you know, what is the the average entrepreneur's way of thinking versus how does a very successful entrepreneur thinks, which is in that paradigm shift. So when it comes to building, like, let's just uh, say a sales organization, because I think any company that is out there who's going to have an impact has a sales organization. And the way you have here, uh, the average success cycle, which is the average way of thinking, is 
product focus, you know, drive sales. A lot of companies, a lot of people are focusing a lot on product sales while you say, you know, focus on, you know, your attitude, which drive the prospecting. Can you elaborate more on those different paradigms here? Well, uh, I, I talk about it, 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 if you're going to be, if you're going to build anything, you gotta, you gotta get, uh, get the attitude of that, that, Hey, I'm, I'm positive. I want to be a builder. I, I want to, I want to build something, some, something successful. I've got the attitude of, uh, uh, I'm excited about the field I'm in. I'm excited about the products we market. I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity. It was my attitude is one of a, of, of a, of a, of a can-do attitude, a positive mm-hmm. attitude. So if because if I'm if I'm negative, if I'm negative, I'm I'm not going to attract any uh, any prospects. I'm, I'm not going to convert any prospects. So it all starts with you. Have you how, are you on fire? Are you? Are, uh, is your is your vision properly stretched, or, or, or have you made a conversion from? I remember the the, the, the poor old railroad conductor that, that that I used to be, and then the becoming a, a positive thinking railroad conductor positioned me to finally be magnetized enough for some for for either for either some some opportunity to pull me to it or me to me to pull the opportunity to me. I, it, it's going to change my attitude. And, uh, and but and so you, but but I had to also change my paradigm for the attitude to do any good, and so mm-hmm. all of a sudden in, in the right paradigm, that allowed me now to start thinking of prospects and start start uh, start opening my mind up to to, to prospects. And in our business, most of our prospects are coming by from the people that we recruit. We we recruit a person, and uh, and they've got they are they are a walking talking prospect list. So we recruit a lot of prospects, and then. Then the whole cycle is that prospecting will drive uh, the recruiting, and then, then the recruiting is going to drive the promotions of people fighting to go up the ladder. Right. And the, fighting for those promotions, they've got to hit a, mount, a certain amount of requirements, and that's production. And then production, fighting for that, for, for that, getting that production, it drives earnings, and and then earnings drives great wealth, and then great wealth just drives gives you great power and leadership. So right. it's a cycle. It's, it's a success cycle that you're talking about. Right. But it, it, it's important to contrast that cycle, which you call the max out uh, success cycle versus the average cycle. And, and I'd like to, to go one by one and, and, and go dive deeper into that, the, the difference in the way of thinking in each one of them. So the next one basically is, you know, sales drives average production. So most people that go in sales just like I did when I first got into the insurance business, I was really just focused on uh, getting the most amount of sales, obviously to earn the recognition on Monday morning about you know me driving the most sales. But you say prospecting is what you know should should, should drive recruiting, and I know that we're we're speaking uh, probably more specifically to a business model. Uh, that you've built with A.L. Williams, uh, WMA, now WFG, which is, is really, it's, it's focused in recruiting because like you said, every recruit is, um, is also a consumer, not only a distribution channel, right, an outlet, but it's also a consumer. But this, to, to, to generate the epiphanies necessary here on people who are listening to us this, to, today is what's that difference in just you know focusing on sales versus focusing on recruiting? Well, uh, it depends upon 
it 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 just depends upon what your ambition level is. If you if you're focusing on sales, you automatically have got some limit. Of, I don't care how good of a salesman that you become, and and in what industry you happen to be in, and what product you happen to be selling, there's a, there's only X amount of sales that you're going to be able to generate in, right. in a given day, given week, given month. Uh, and the more ambitious you are, the more aggressive you are. Obviously, you can sell more. And sometimes you're selling a bigger ticket item, which requires less sales because you're making more money per per transaction. But you you, you still got to you still got to cap on that. But if you, if, if if you happen to be in a model that allows recruiting, uh, you're leveraging a whole lot more people's efforts, and you're overriding a lot more people's efforts. And I just learned a long time ago that multiplication is a whole lot faster than addition. In addition, it's what you're doing when you're doing just personal production, personal sales, and so. I've always been one to th- just want to focus more on. Uh, uh, I like to go where the odds are. I like mm-hmm. to I like to play where the odds are in my favor. Uh, I, I I like to go where there's least resistance to to in my path to success. And uh, and I know that if I'm if I'm in my business, for example, where we're trying to recruit, it's a the people we the, the millions and millions of people out there that we can see. Or probably would be more excited about somebody coming to show them how to make money as opposed to showing uh, coming to just sell them something to start with. Mm-hmm. And we found that if we lead with the bait of an opportunity, we get to see more people. And as we recruit them, those people also now become a client because they were going to be a client anyway. But we just sort of aim at the heart instead of the head first. It just happens to be in our model. Some people don't have that model. But even at that, uh, even at that, you you got to have a good attitude to be magnetized and be able to influence people to, to, to find prospects, to see prospects, and then uh, to, to, to convert the prospects into uh, either a client if you're just in a linear business, but if you're in a model that's like ours, uh, where it's more, of a, it's more of a multiplication and geometric progression right. model, uh, you, you, want to turn, you want to convert those prospects into recruits slash clients. We're going to sell who we recruit. We're going to sell who we don't recruit. All we do is just, uh, we just we get a lot more value for the act, for the action, for the activity. And the, if I if I've got to sit down and make a presentation to one person, and I'm gonna come out of there with them buying a product, and I'm gonna get a commission, and I'm on to the next one. And I could have and I could have sat down and, and and chatted with them and got them excited about joining me, and buying the product. Well, now I've uh, now I've greatly multiplied my efforts. Yeah. And, uh, and and if I keep replicating that over and over again, that 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 one person sure. I talk to might replicate into thousands of people, you know. Some, yeah. some one little guy, one little guy recruited me in financial services in A.L. Williams when it was just starting. One one little guy just not even knowing what he was doing recruited me, and from recruiting Hubert Humphrey instead of just studying, he he came there to hopefully make a sale to me, but he yeah, ended so, up recruiting me and, and he, he got recruited the commission. Me he, but, he recruited me and got a commission, but but from from that now over three million people have come into my hierarchy over the last thirty five to forty years in, in various companies because he didn't just sell me he he now he I grant you he accidentally recruited me but mm-hmm. whether he did it on purpose or accidentally I got recruited in an opportunity and and I was much more valuable as a as a recruit than I was just as a limited client. 
Yeah, I think anybody can see that, exactly. And therefore, most sales organizations probably um, are operating on the what we call the average success cycle, which is, you know, you've got a manager sometimes who's leading the team of people that are going out there and getting some sales. And you say, if you get the people to think as recruiters and builders, well, they're going to find a lot of, lot of people like Hubert that could bring dozens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and that would, in as a result, get more sales overall. So you have something here to differentiate between, um, you know, an average, an average manager, or specifically the way it's written, it says average promotions build average managers, while, you know, production or promotions drive production. Mm-hmm. Right. So... So I, I, I'd like you to elaborate more on, you know, the, the way that you promote. It does something in the psyche of people that operate in your world in that way of thinking where they're fighting for the promotions. And as they fight for those promotions on those guidelines, there's those more production is 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 generated than if you, you know, have a, just a regular sales team. That it's, uh, it's managed by one person, you know. You know what I mean? Like there's 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 a right. big difference between the two. But I'd like our listeners to, to uh, to to differentiate the two type of organizations so that they can identify what paradigm they're operating under. Well, mo- most uh, most people that are in in direct sales organizations, whether it's in financial services or not, are uh, they're they're product driven. They're 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 quota driven. They are uh, uh, territory driven. They've got a lot of, a lot of d- d- little finite rules in, that, they're, that they're operating by, mm-hmm. and they and, 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 and whoever their manager is, while they while, while every every sales company has a little incentives here, they'll have a recognition here, there. They're going to have a little trip here, there. Most any sales company has record right. has a little from little recognition and and promotion, but in in our business. It, it is a it, it is a it satisfies a basic need everybody i found out a long time ago people will fight more for recognition if it's done right than they will literally for money but in our business they we we, we, we get to play off of that and get to, everybody wants to be significant everybody wants to rise up and do more they'd like to be able to have a higher level of recognition in front of their peers they'd love to be able to have a little higher contract level that goes with that they, they they want to do all that, but and, and and at the same time, they they want to make more money. They want to they want to keep going and doing it. And then if they if they can get the people on their team harnessed up under them, fighting for their next promotion, well then that's going to drive the bigger guys' promotion. And, so, mm-hmm. and everybody's all sequenced together. And, and our system allows all the overrides to come off of all these people that you're recruiting and building up under you, which is which a guy in personal production. The one thing that a guy in personal production doesn't have that we have, if you want to pick one word, is overrides. And uh, overrides are a powerful, powerful army. I was back in my back in my day when I joined in January '78, and the A. O. Williams business was just getting started. And uh, and from that little scratch start, in the 14 years I was there, this is back from January '78 till uh, till literally to uh, to to 19. Uh, to 1990, early 91, uh, I I I made uh, I made almost 50 million dollars in income, 33.7 million in commissions. Hmm. In, in, actually, it's all overrides. 
$250,000 came to me on, on, on personal commissions. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, how do you, how do, you do that uh, writing term policies uh, personally? <laughs> well, I didn't do it. But I, uh, yeah. I, but, but I, but I recruited. Overrides, you clarified. I had, had, had overrides and built a large team of overrides. But at the same time, uh, th th we had a system. We were in that kind of business. We recruited, we recruited lots of people. We, we just had a different model of, uh, of multiplication. And and, the, and and how you max out anything is uh, you you build a big army. Anyway, if you're gonna go out and go to battle in a in a war, the the person ultimately the ultimately if you if you got the if you got if you got a good core group of disciplined leaders, but you've got a uh, you got a big million man army, you got a better chance than the guy that's sitting over there with very few leaders and and just a small army is gonna get beat. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So 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 the key is the the the, the key is which model you want to be in to give you the most uh, po most potential success, the the most return on your efforts. Since it's going to take time, effort, and energy to do either one, you got to determine: Do I want to swap my time? Mm -hmm. Do I want to swap it for 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 more uh, much more success, or do I want to swap it just for just for this smaller uh, linear commissions? It it, it it comes down to what a person wants out of life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they never even know that the other exists. But I think I think when most people can have it side by side and they can see the difference, uh, the smart ones are going to choose being able to build a team and and and, 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 and draw overrides from it. Especially nowadays when you can do it through technology, through social media, through we build all across the country, all across the United States, Canada, Mexico, and you can in our system let you follow all that and override all that lineage. That, that comes from you, you know, as you, you're Socrates and you start to build your own Plato, Plato's and Aristotle's and find your own little mini Alexander's all throughout there, you get to override all those people. That, yeah. That's the key. Quick question. It is um, maybe a little bit kind of a in, in parentheses here of what we're talking about. What would you say is the biggest misconception people make or leaders make about overrides? It sounds sometimes in theory, it sounds very sexy, right? Being able to generate the override, being able to make money of the efforts of other people. And uh, what's the biggest misconception uh, people have about that? Well, why, biggest, why do most people not, well, not say most people, why, well, those that have the opportunity that don't harness that, why do you think that is? Uh, it, it, it's, it, they just don't have their vision properly stretched. There's, there's two things I found out a long time ago. If somebody doesn't buy your product or they don't join in your business or they don't do what you're doing, uh, and let's say it's a really good idea, is they either don't believe you or they don't understand you. And so mm -hmm. all you got you got to make sure that you are a believable person and you can show them the power of the opportunity you're talking about. Preferably, if, 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 if you are a do-it-first leader, you can show them the success that, that, that you have. The, the the tracking on, that you're on track for success, and then far yeah. as uh, as far as the uh, 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 understanding it, they, they, most most people have just not taken the time to look at it. Yeah. They'll jump to they've never been trained to think about rec recruiting people or building teams. Uh, most people have come out of a job <clears throat> background, an employee background, and very rarely do is yeah. recruiting well, required in, in that world. The one thing that helped me 
really get clarity on that is that you get overrides not just for recruiting somebody but for leading them leading them and i think oh, that's yeah. where a yeah. lot of a yeah. lot of the leaders trying to build an organization like that is where we make the big mistake is about leading them yeah you we, we don't we don't pay anything for just recruiting of a person right we we, we, we you recruit that person who 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 becomes a client and also uh, has a prospect list that they bring with them, and and you get to help them uh, uh, start an organization, and and they get and it, people actually people got to end up getting licensed and trained to sell the products, and it's and it's the it's the it's the it's the production that comes from the recruit that you're overriding. You're not overriding the recruiting. We we I've never I've never I don't, I don't want to be in a business where Good you're. Point. You're, mm-hmm. you're just you're, you're making money just to recruit. That's that's not that's not that's not the business I'm in. I've never been in a business like that. But uh, all we're trying to do is we we I, it's just like if you were running a sales force or an agency. That's all we do. We're bringing a bunch of people into a highly regulated industry. They're going to end up having uh, uh, the great thing about our business is it doesn't take it does not take a there's no there's no recruiting commissioner. There's no recruiting recruiting exam. There's no recruiting experience you got to have. We can start recruiting while they're going no through their training. No while, they're, while, license. while they're going through their training period to learn how to get a license, the, the smart guys are going to say, "Look, if I'm going to have to go take an exam, I'd like to have three or four, or five, or ten people in my downline studying and taking the exam with me. So when I end up getting a license to sell insurance, I'm not just out selling insurance as a loan producer." They're going to sell insurance too, and in that system, they're going to pay me overrides off what that licensed person sells. That's what our model is. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, let me just summarize here because I haven't really read it and described the difference between an average success cycle and a maxed out success cycle uh, when building a big organization. The average success cycle basically says that the, per, the, the individual focuses on products. You know, because that drives the sales, and then the sales drives average production. If you drive average production, you know, then you get average promotions. Average promotions build average managers. Average managers earn average cash flow. Average cash flow then drives average career, and the average career has average lifestyle. So everything's average, 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 operating on that paradigm. If you max out the success cycle here is attitude drives prospecting. Prospecting drives recruiting, and recruiting drives promotions. Promotions then drive production. Production drives earnings. Earnings drive wealth, and wealth drives leadership. Anything you want to add to that? Well, it, it, it's, uh, just you, you got to choose which one you want to be. You want to be average and ordinary. You follow an average and ordinary uh, business cycle or, 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 or so-called success cycle. You right. want to you want to have a, you want to have a greater chance for success or a smaller chance. You want to. You want to make a lots of money or a little bit of money. You want to have an average lifestyle, or do you want to have a a the life a, a bigger, better lifestyle? It, it's out there to be had. It's just it, do you want do you want to just fly around in the sky, or do you want to go to the moon? Which one you want? To, you, there's a vehicle that you can get into that will take you wherever you want to be. You just got to choose the right vehicle. Yeah. So it's just making that paradigm. The way I read it is you either focus on you know personal sales type and the and the average cycle here or you focus on the recruiting side and that's how you're able to build much much bigger well i think we'll wrap it up with that uh hubert i just want to invite our listeners today to um 
to start moving into a new paradigm. And to be able to move into a new paradigm, you need to get new information. And how you get the new information? By joining the best opportunity in the nation today, which is Hegemon Group International. If you need to learn or if you want to learn more about this great opportunity, go right now to hgiopportunity.com. That is hgiopportunity.com. You'd be glad that you did. And you could change from that maybe potential average path you are on to the exponential one, to the one that has unlimited potential. So again, that is hgiopportunity.com. Hubert, I will see you tomorrow. Thank you for right, uh, coming on this, on this podcast. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks. Glad to be with you. Warning. This podcast may change the way you think about business, entrepreneurship, and money forever. The Conquistador Podcast was created for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and leaders who want to conquer their future. To be an epic entrepreneur, you must adopt the right mental paradigms as well as master the art of selling, marketing, and finance. 